evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, also known as your Guys Guy, welcoming you to the show. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Would you like to get a bunch of tips in terms of how to manage your life in a way that's in your best interest for the highest good? Well, if that's the case, then we've got a great show for you tonight. Our special guest this evening is PMH Atwater. And her new book is a manual for developing humans, and it covers every level of life from how to use your mind, develop and use your intuition, understanding color, sex, relationships, children, how to take an out-of-body trip, interact with spirit beings, how to meditate, how to bend time, and even rethink money. Whoa, we got a lot for this show tonight. So uh, we're going to bring PM out. PMH out in a few minutes, uh, but welcome to the show. It is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017. Here we are broadcasting live once again from our Guys Guys Radio studio in Harlem. We are approaching our 250th podcast. I think we're about up to about 235 now, so we're doing great, and I want to thank everybody who supports us out there and has stuck with us as I built this brand and building this uh, podcast to get more and more great guests and great messaging and great learning to share and make this a better world because Guys Guys Radio is about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins, better men, better world. So we cover life, love, and a pursuit of happiness through the filter of the Guys Guy. And we're here to help you, and we hope you have some fun too. So what's going on in the world today? And then we'll bring out our special guest. Um, I was just uh, watching uh, CNN. Fake news. And uh, they, he, today was another, they had another talking head for our president who was uh, trying to explain his new immigration policy, which basically means you have to speak English and have a technical skill to get in the country now. Uh, and I, it's just like this man, Donald Trump, is trying to reinterpret America and what this country's all about. And uh, it's been a tumultuous six months, whether you are for him or you are a resistor, it has been wild. But I think what it's done is it's created a huge awareness as to what's going on, everything from shadow governments and secret space programs and all the things that uh, Trump is trying to uh, accomplish. But unfortunately, he hasn't accomplished anything. He's signed a bunch of executive orders, and even though he's got the House and the Senate in his pocket, they're all Republican. He couldn't get the health care package through. He's going to have trouble with this tax reform that he wants to push through, which basically gives corporations a a free pass. And it's going to be wild because uh, what's happening is the stock market is going through the roof. We blasted past 22,000 today. And the the issue is the stock market is based on uh, projections, really, and trends. And uh, what's baked into that number is that we're going to get this huge, this massive tax reduction on corporations from, I think, like 35% down to like 15%. And that's why the money's rolling into the market. If that does not pass, then the market is going to go the other way again. So uh, word to the wise, if you're making some money now, you might want to take some profits because it could get bumpy. 
because there's not a lot of time left, believe it or not, in this year in terms of how many days the Congress works to pass many laws. They're off basically the rest of August, and then they come back in September, and I think there's only a handful of days in September, and then uh, uh, time gets short towards the end of the year. Trump's also trying to push for his, you know, he talked about an infrastructure program, his wall, uh, trade issues. And uh, the other thing he's doing that's so bizarre is we have this issue with North Korea. He wants China's help, yet we're on the verge of a trade war with China. So it's a very incoherent, inconsistent, inconsistent policy. And he's got people in his administration talking about taking military action against preventive action against uh North Korea, then a secretary of state saying, we want to talk to North Korea. You know, it's very, I, I think other countries are just sitting back and saying, you know, what is this guy going to do next? Best, the best move is do nothing or be very bold in terms of trying to get things past the USA. But it's a, it's a crazy time here in America, but usually there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, let's see how things ultimately shake out elsewhere. Um, Major League Baseball had its trading deadline for all the guys out there. And uh, the Yankees picked up Sonny Gray, a top pitcher, and another guy, uh, Jeremy Garcia, I believe, from the Minnesota Twins. And the young baby bombers are poised at a playoff run. So if you're a New York Yankees fan, like so many people are here in New York City, including yours truly, it's a fun time because nobody expected anything out of the Yankees this year. It's supposed to be all Mets, 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 but the Mets are out of it and the Yankees are in it. So... You never know when it comes to sports, and I think that's one of the allures of sports is that uh, you get some real-life drama. Uh, The most money doesn't always win. Um, Things have to really fall into place, and uh, it's going to be a fun pennant race. So let's see what happens there. Um, NFL training camps have opened, and, um, you know, soon uh, the fantasy football information will be out there, all the digital stuff, and then the magazines come out, and everybody's going to have their – Fantasy football drafts uh, towards the end of August. The season starts the first week of September. And we're going to do a special fantasy football show with our annual guest, uh, Scott Swainey. The fantasy sports Sherpa is going to be here on August 30th. And we're going to go through a uh, pre-draft, uh, pre-draft uh, insight show on fantasy football. So hang in there for that uh, because we're going to do it. And we always do it right when we have the, the Sherpa, the sports fantasy Sherpa on here. Um, so I'm going to bring my guest out in a minute, PMH Atwater, but I also want to let you know that at the end of the show, after, uh, uh, after the guest, we're going to do our uh, weekly Guys, Guys, Guys. And uh, this week is part two of what we started last week, which was uh, the Guys, Guys, Guide to 10 questions that every guy should ask himself before getting married, before deciding to get married. So we did five last week. We're going to do the second five this week because... Getting married is a huge decision, whether you're a man or a woman, and both parties need to really ask themselves some questions before they make that move. A lot of people nowadays, you know, they talk about uh, starter marriages, and they're kind of fruitless sometimes about marriage, and it's, uh, I don't agree with that personally. I waited a long, long, long time before getting married, and I think I married the right person, and I'm very happy, and uh, it was worth waiting. Uh, the only regrets I have, if any, is I maybe should have uh, gotten out of some other relationships that probably I knew deep down weren't going to be the one. 
but I didn't. But you know what? If I did, I probably wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now. So things have a, have a way of working themselves out for the highest good. So, Guys, Guys Radio, where did it all start? Well, of course, you know, it started with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. Yes, it's a novel, and it's about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. You can pick up the book on Amazon, any of the e-tailers, and it's still in some of the bookstores. My blog is uh, robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I dot com. I do a weekly blog. I've done close to 300 of them now, and I do a deep dive. Uh, This week, I'm writing about five reasons to stay in New York City and five reasons to leave. We'll be getting into those uh, on Guys Guys Radio next week. Um, hit me up on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, or just friend me at Robert Manny, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author, and every podcast, all 235 podcasts of Guys Guys Radio are free for downloading on Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and iTunes. And if you want to help out, because I'm bootstrapping this entire movement on my own, along with my wonderful guests, uh, go on to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast so you get it downloaded whenever you want, rate it, and review it. That would be a huge help because it moves us up in the iTunes rankings, and more people know about the show, and we can do more fun things. So I'm going to bring my special guest, PMH Atwater, out in a few moments, and we'll be right back to do that. Okay, we're back. And it's time for our special guest. Let me tell you a little bit about PMH Atwater. She's been on the show before, and she's a, is a fascinating human being. And I just want to tell you this book, A Manual for Developing Humans. I've been going through it for the past week, and it is really fascinating because it's got insights to so many different aspects on living in this third-dimensional life that we have. Uh, it takes into consideration going back and exploding a lot of the myths we have about where mankind when mankind began, where we came from, um, uh, our uh, physical body, our ethereal body, our energetic body, uh, and how to really manage our lives where we work with our energy and work with love. And I just was fascinated by this book. And there's a lot of great exercises that are very easy to do in there. I was doing one today. Uh, It works so well. You might have heard of it. You take your index finger on each hand and you touch it lightly to your thumb. And you just kind of walk around with it like that. You turn your palms up a little bit and you keep it that way. And your breathing will change. Your breathing will be longer, slower, and you will relax. You will definitely be relaxed if you do this. And uh, so I'm going to do this for for the rest of my life. I'll be doing it because it calms me down and it feels great. Uh, PMH also has a lot of exercises uh, that, you know, you do for 21 days to change uh, some of your... uh, Uh, habitual thinking, and and other things like that. So it's fascinating. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, She's probably the uh, world's most foremost expert on near-death experiences because I believe she had three in one year. She's one of the original researchers in that field of near-death studies. She began her work in 19, I think she had her experiences in 77. She began her work in 78. She's done 15 books on it. It's amazing. And uh, her book, The Big Book of Near-Death Experiences, was featured in the online version of Newsweek magazine, Near-Death Experiences, The Rest of the Story. That's her most complete and controversial book yet. She's won many awards, appeared on numerous TV shows, and spoken all around the world, uh, always inviting people to look past appearances for the truth 
that underlines what we think we know. So without further ado, let me uh, connect my special guest, PMH Atwater. Good evening, PMH. How are you? Welcome back to Robert, Guys Guys Radio. I love your show. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way you started. I mean, it's great. <laughs> well, thanks. We're trying to help. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to. Well, you're doing this... a good job. Well, thanks. There's so much, you know, what I want to do is we want to help men because there's so much out there for men that they're not aware of. And right. I want to help put them in touch with the many, many resources that they have at their fingertips that they're not quite aware of. And I know a lot of guys from boomers to GXers to uh, Gen Xers to millennials, they're, they're looking, they're kind of pawing around looking for stuff, usually in a way, unfortunately, that just uh, alleviates their, uh, some of the pain of their current situation. But I think as the, the ascension is kind of uh, creeping into uh, modern times, that there's going to be a need to have new voices for men and ways to help men to, to ascend and be aware of the resources that are available to them. So that's one of the things we're, we're trying to do here at Guys Guys Radio. But thank you so much for acknowledging me. Well, you know, the manuals made to order for that. Absolutely. Absolutely made to order. Absolutely. Do, do you know, right I had a guy uh, just last week that got a hold of me. I don't know if he was in his 50s or 60s, but he had a, some kind of condition in his legs. The doctor said he would never walk right again, ever, uh, having to use crutches and canes and could hardly walk at all. He got a hold of the manual, and he didn't just read it. He used it. Mm-hmm. In other words, he used the exercises. He did them. And um, he said he threw away his crutches, threw away his cane. He's walking perfectly. And the doctor can't believe it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what? It, it sounds like, oh, miraculous. But there's a lot that's available to us. Um, I just, as I mentioned to our viewers uh, over the past couple of months, I, uh, three years ago, I had a uh, bout where I had to have two robotic surgeries, one on each kidney. Out of the blue, wow. I knew nothing about it, and uh, everything's fine. And I've been told, you know, 98% chance never happen again. But I always want to know, like, why? And with Western yeah. medicine, as you know, they usually, they're great once you get something. And they basically said, well, we'll let you know what we'll do if it happens again. I'm like, yeah, okay. Sure. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> well, <laughs> and they're like, by the way, you're doing great. Well, I went on my own through one of our guests on Guys Guys Radio, Dr. Amit Gazwami, who you may know. Oh, He's yeah. a quantum physicist. And I talked to him uh, kind of offline and he said, you know, you really want to get into the causal body and uh, your, your internal environment to figure out sure. what, what, you know, what precipitated you, you getting that. And I'm like, you know, you're right. And uh, I finally showed up. I went to New York uh, Innovative Medicine and um, they really got into my internal environment. And I've, done, I've been on this protocol with them, very easy to do uh, for this you know, for 2017, basically. And it's basically made me younger. Uh, it's rejuvenated. I could believe me. that. I could believe uh, that. Honest to God, it has. And they've measured my toxicity levels and it's like been cut in half and my cells and, and areas are not only talking to each other, but they've regenerated. And this Ayurvedic medicine is uh, something that's... Uh, it is I'm good. Not, it yeah. is for real, because it, it gets into, you know, it's about managing your environment versus mm-hmm. um, just reacting to things when they go wrong. And uh, it would be nice if we could blend Western medicine with Eastern medicine, yeah. because 
we could have the preventative and then we could have, we could deal with things as they come up because you know what, the, the robotic surgery and things like that, it's amazing what they can do. But I wish there oh, was absolutely. more done about preventive. So we have to take that upon ourselves. And your book is fantastic for that. Well, so it has all the basics in it. Absolutely. Like, for instance, Please. Uh, how many people real, realize that uh, everything in every room of your home, your apartment, wherever yep. it is you're living, everything at eye level is literally what you're praying for. So look at what Talk you're feeding yourself. That's, that was fascinating when I was reading that, and I stopped and looked around the room, and I had a, uh, so I had good stuff on the walls and very little on the <laughs> Make walls. Make sure. Too. But uh, one of the things was a uh, uh, some kind of Chinese graphic that uh, was about um, welcoming and love and stuff like that that my wife put up, and then there was very little on the walls. There's a mirror, and I actually had a. Uh, well, I do have a poster, a framed autograph poster of the Voodoo Lounge Rolling Stones album cover, but I figured, well, that's okay. Um, but um, talk to us yeah. about do an uh, inventory and yeah. the various uh, rooms in your home, what those signify, uh, the symbols, and um, you know, just wearing these bodies we're wearing, uh, the human body. Again, how many people realize that every year of your life? Um, the the six weeks before your birthday is the weakest you are. That, the six yes. weeks after your birthday yes. is the strongest you are. Yep. And six Why months is that? past your birthday is where you have your big challenges. And you know, it, it has to do with energy and the way the energy cycles. Everything on the earth plane cycles. And and that the man a manual for developing humans is written that way. It's not regular linear. Everything yeah. in it is circular and cycles, so that you get the conscious, subconscious, and and superconscious aspect of your topic. Um, it's called a fifth dimensional format, so you get the whole package within a whole package. Let me ask you a question. Um, I keep seeing, I watch Gaia a lot and um, I was watching a uh, broadcast the other night and they were talking about, you know, we're, you know, still in this third dimensional, this very dense, dense life that we have where our soul is this little tiny soul, but it's super expansive and powerful yet we're kind of stuffed into this body. And um, it takes a lot to, to, to live on uh, our planet in, in the third dimension. Yet it seemed to indicate that we're going from the third almost right to the fifth dimension. Is that, is that right. true? Yes. And why is that? Why is that? Explain that to our audience. Again, please. that's cycles. We're mm-hmm. simply in the cycles also, Robert, where we're, we're in what is called the great shifting. It's a, it's a kind of universal change, overall change that happens every 20, 25,920 years. So it's a massive cycle. And we're also in what is called the overlap of ages. Mm-hmm. The age of Pisces has not left yet. The age of Aquarius is here. So one is on top of the other. So energy and stress are, are doubling. Um, everything in our lives is um, stronger, happens more often, Everything flies off the wheel faster. You know, people get angry without thinking, get depressed without looking. 
and, and it's this this doubling of energy, and I'm sure everybody feels it. There's more mm-hmm. energy in your life. There's more stress. There's more pressure. So now really is a time for something like the manual to help us to see that we can get on top of this. We can handle this. You know, the greatest injunction of any spiritual or or religious or holistic teaching is know thyself, mm-hmm. love thyself. It all begins with self. You know, you, you you talk about the changes that are happening now in the stock market and so forth. You've not seen anything yet. Um, no, between I know. Two, I know. Between 2020 and 2024. Yeah, that was my next yeah. question. Tell us about, uh, it seems That's like we're, all kind of, we're bumping along to get to like that time frame. What do you see for us well, during I that really time Well, I really do not feel that, you know, running around, changing your portfolio and your money and your job, it's going to get you anywhere because there's too many changes and that, and the change will change. Uh, so, you know, the, the biggest defense anybody has is knowing yourself. Once you, once you understand how the system works, once you understand how your body works, once you understand how the earth plane works, and it's all in the manual, it's simple stuff, then you can get on top of that and make more... Um, um, make easier and uh, better decisions. So what's coming up, if you know anything at all about astrology, it's called a Pluto return. People don't have Pluto returns because the orbit is around 244, 245 years. So people don't live that long. But countries do. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the chart, the astrological chart for the United States, you will see that Pluto, when it goes around in its orbit, um, comes back to the point where it was when our nation was born in the year 2022. Now, um, the understanding all of us have of Pluto in a person's chart is that it's actually very powerful energy. It's, actually, it's extreme. Um, it's extreme, um, uh, uh, an extreme energy pattern. So I'm telling everybody, um, be prepared for the years 2020 through 2024. So give yourself four years, not just one year. And if you look at what's happening now with Trump in office, it's when he's through the four years are over that's when it begins that's when the Mm -hmm. big one begins whether or not he's reelected or somebody else comes in it's that second jump that our nation will have and um, you know will our nation survive I don't know I suspect we will but uh, it'll only survive if we finally begin to wake up, and I think that's what's really happening now with Trump, and you said it yourself earlier in your broadcast, we are now seeing things we didn't see before about our own country, our own laws, about the state and federal. Yeah. I really think the purpose of Trump is to wake us up 
And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, do you see with, the, you know, just talking a little bit, because I'm sure our listeners are curious, you know, 2020 to 2024, um, would that, are you thinking of uh, more of a, uh, a societal change in terms of, you know, market crashes, a war that or a solar flash I or mean, all of what that. type of thing? Please Polar understand, ship. Robert, an astrologer um, looks at Pluto, even though it's a dwarf planet, you yeah. know, the furthest and, you know, in our little universe. And how could it possibly have any effect on it, on us at all? Um it's really the that particular influence um, that controls or that signifies or describes atomic energy. It, ex, it, it um, defines ex- extremism in any form. It relates very much to the sign of Scorpio, the sign of the saint or the sinner. So the interesting thing, to me at least, about Pluto energy is there's no middle. There's no such thing as a middle. It's either really, really good or it's really, really not so good. So we get those extreme swings, and that's what it's headed for. Um, In my third near-death experience, I was told by the voice like none other, and that's what I called it because I didn't know what else to call that voice. So I called it the Mm -hmm. voice like none other, to write this manual. And I understand now why it took me so long to do it. Uh, actually, it's the first book I ever wrote. Really? And I, I sent it, yeah. Uh, and I sent it out for peer review, and everybody said the same thing. They said, the world isn't ready yet for this. Put it in a box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wow. <laughs> a very big well, box. I think, I think the timing is perfect because I was going through it. Yeah, I was it's, it's in the pages that box faster and faster. Yeah, well, almost congratulations. nine years. It's in that box. Wow. And I finally took it out. And I thought, well, you know, I really need to finish this. So the voice came back and and showed me how to do it. Now, so a manual for developing humans. It's, it's the third book that comes from my third near-death experience. The second one is Future Memory. The first one was not named, so I have no way of knowing what it was. I'm sort of guessing. Maybe it was coming back to life, but I don't know. Um, but... Those two are companion books, Future Memory and A Manual for Developing Humans. But I'm I'm just so, so excited about what I'm hearing from people. Um, I heard from a therapist, a gentleman, who is now using um, the techniques in the manual in his practice. He said it's better than what he was using before. Well, talk to, let's yeah. talk about some of those techniques. Uh, there is one about, uh, you know, breaking habits. And I think a lot of people out there, you know, they get into behavioral habits, uh, whether it's addictive or not. But um, talk to us about that kind of 21-day path where you uh, write oh, down. Oh, that's, that's the big one. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us that's about that. That's really not talkable on a radio because all you've got is a couple of minutes. Um, but well, all me, the instructions are how to do it in mm-hmm. the manual. And what I can say to people is I did it myself after I, I had died, you know, the three times in three months, by the way, I look back at it and I call it the heavenly sledgehammer effect. I really was groping for a long time, not really knowing who I was. I really hadn't landed yet. And I came across this exercise 
And I did it. And and it, it gave me such focus. You know, you have to be disciplined to do it. This is the writing uh, 21. Yeah, uh, writing, writing all this stuff times, putting uh, it in the right box and okay. stuff. But, well, me, you, me, it, you know, if you do it, it's, uh, it's a wow exercise. Well, let me let me ask this for our viewers, uh, because my, my contention is that, you know, people nowadays are, you know, with the, the secret and everything, which is about 10 years ago or so now, you know, everybody's trying to manifest. And uh, what they're doing is trying, which is they're not doing it. And they yeah, get frustrated and they're like, well, how does this energy work? And then you're told that, well, you have to think it and then you have to focus on it and then you have to see it as real and then it'll happen. You know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, how thoughts become things and the importance of um alignment and being aligned with your soul's purpose. Because I think that my contention, uh, PMH, is that we don't have to work as hard as we no, think we don't. do. No, If we can get don't. in alignment, things will flow. It's like surfing. You really don't. Uh, certainly mindfulness and meditation and a, and a prayer life are very, very important. But I truly feel that being able to focus, being able to visualize makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But, but there's little extra clues that go with that. L- like, for instance, if you're trying to change a habit and you've got a, a particular habit that is not serving you, one of the – I had to do a lot of that, of course, after I died. And one of the techniques I use that I recommend to everybody is certainly – Focus on, visualize that habit, know what you want to change, how, how you'd like to be able to change it, but certainly know what you'd like to change. Right. And then commit to changing it. Well, that sounds really, really simple. The trick is that your mind will, um, your mind will play tricks on you. So what I learned to do is as I'm you know, doing the new program, I've learned to go back into my mind every time I feel or hear it's it um, going a different direction. And I go back in there and I bless it. Hear this, everybody. Bless it. Mm-hmm. Thank your mind. And then say, we are now doing this. And we are staying on this program Thank you for cooperating with me. Mm-hmm. And then go on with your, with your business. And if you have to go back in maybe five times every minute, every minute or so, every five minutes or so, do it until it becomes automatic. The new program becomes automatic. It's, it's sort of like, like um, if you want to lose weight. First of all, your body knows what you should weigh. So uh, we have all these ideas of what we should weigh. Your body knows best. So that's another way of acknowledging the um, what your body already knows. So, uh, for instance, let me give you an example. Okay, Please. I'm in line. It, it's it's a um, 
um, it, it, it's a it's a big brunch for my boss at work. Everybody brings in all kinds of food. Everybody's in line on the big tables. We're going by the tables, and the woman in front of you, and we go by the pies first. <laughs> and and the woman in front of me says, "Oh, that pie! If I have one bite, I'll gain five pounds." And the woman. Um, to the other side of me said, oh, yes, that's sinful. And then there's, there's silence. And it's called your social contract. Yep. You need to do something. So I learned to bless everything I saw. I would say out loud, oh, that's a beautiful pie. I blessed the person who made it, and then I walked on. Mm-hmm. That satisf- satisfied both women because I said something. I kept my social contract, but I stayed true to myself. Let, it's let these me, little uh, extra things. Yep. Look, look for the just for context and for the benefit of our viewers who may not be aware of uh, some of your work. You had three near-death experiences in one year in 1977, I believe. Could you just Robert? I had three in three months. Okay. Take us through. I have two in January and one in April or March. I know you've been asked this a million times, but just take us through uh, those three experiences and and how each one kind of built on the next Uh, one. And why do you think you had three? Robert, Robert, I was raped, so I wound up pregnant. The miscarriage was January two, nineteen seventy-seven. A great deal of hemorrhaging. Um, on January 4, two days later, I had uh, what the doctor called the worst case of phlebitis uh, he'd ever seen, a major thrombosis in the right thigh vein, which dislodged. Mm-hmm. When I was um, with the doctor, he looked at me and he said, there is no way you can be alive. But I was. And then uh, in March, March 29, so the third month, I died again. We don't know yet for sure what killed me. It might have been a heart attack. Can't tell for sure. Whatever it was, um, um, you know, I'm out did again. You, did you see and the same entities? Excuse me? Did you see this? Did you come in contact with the same entities each time you passed before it comes back? The first back? time was primar- primarily an out of body experience, mm-hmm. although I could also see thoughts, my okay. own thoughts, floating around in the air. Wow. I could see the energy and shape of them. By the way, there's 28 thought form drawings in the book. Yes. So I could see various energies. That uh, and the form that energy would take, and I simply drew it. Um, so the book is full of those. Yes. Um, so and, and but the second one was long and complex. Um, it involved also an out of body experience. Um, it involved uh, merging into another world. Um. It involved a lot of activity in that world, seeing uh, my loved ones who had died and gone on before me. Uh, I was also able to see Jesus, and um, that was very joyful. The Mm -hmm. feeling was my elder brother, whom I had not seen for a long time, very, very joyful. 
um, a life review, uh, a lot of forgiveness, um, a lot of love. In my third one, also an out-of-body experience, I had an out-of-body with all three. And then I left the planet, went out into the night sky, into another world, because I did not want to come back ever again. And uh, in this other world, I encountered objects and activities and happenings that were beyond my ability to know what they were or what was going on. And I didn't find out later until I was in um, a conference that was held in Seattle, Washington. It's called the Mind Miraculous Symposium. And Dr. William Tiller, one of Stanford's best physicists, gave a program that he called the Eternal Now. And he put up on this huge screen a drawing or a chart of what he felt the eternal now actually looked like, that you could compute it with math. And he Hmm. threw up on that screen exactly what I saw in my third near-death experience. Um, But I think think most people need need to realize, because we tend to forget, that near-death experiences usually come from violence or trauma. So you have a body to rebuild afterward besides dealing with what happened to you. Um, So later that fall, I had three major relapses, one of which was total adrenal failure. So in my case, I had to relearn how how to crawl, how to stand, how to walk, how to climb stairs and run, the difference between left and right, how to see properly, hear properly, and rebuild all of my belief systems. Wow. So there was a lot of exercise. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of despair. There was a lot of fear. And I learned what those are. What is fear? What is anger? And I put it all in the, in the manual. It's all there. Um, when, when, you, uh, when you came back, were you informed before coming back uh, that, you know, this isn't your time now and you have to go back? And how did the no, communication with these entities? No, I was just sent by? back. <laughs> I just popped back. Wow. Nope, nope. But uh, um, in my third one, that's when I heard, uh, for the first time, the, what I call the voice like none other. And it is that voice that told me to be a researcher. I mean, who in their right mind would be a researcher mm-hmm. in, in a field like near-death studies? I mean, really. I was on my way to being a bank manager. I mean, go figure. I was taking classes at the American Institute of Banking. <laughs> sure. I, well, you know. So. <laughs> what, what's your uh, advice then, um, for people who uh, I think a lot of people are struggling with? They, they want to find, even if they don't use these terms, they want to find their purpose. They want to be sure. aligned with their, you know, their souls, you know, their reason for being. And they, they either don't know how to read the signals or they get uh, frustrated very quickly or they just throw up their hands or they just, they just don't know. How, based on your experiences, is there any advice you could give folks out there who want to get in alignment so their lives become more uh, directional and fulfilling? Uh, first thing, 
relearn language, relearn how to think. You know, I I I have the world's largest resource uh, 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 base with with near death experiencers, nearly four thousand adults and children. Mm-hmm. And I say to everybody, first thing you do, relearn how to think and how to speak, relearn language. Because we don't know how to think and we don't know how to speak. That's the first things that are in the manual. You get on my website, www.pmhatwater.com. On the home page, there is a there is a special section called NDE After Effects. Anybody can get on that. I call that first aid. Mm-hmm. That's your first aid in in how to handle shifts, a, a, a conscious a consciousness shift. The next step is a manual for developing humans. Because that's where you begin. And and then you begin to realize that you must know yourself. And forget about all the rest of it. Forget about all the tips, five ways to be success, ten mm-hmm. ways to become enlightenment. Forget all that stuff. You begin with the basics. You begin to learn how to think, how to speak, and how to recognize yourself, know what anger is, know what fear is, know how to handle them, know how to work with your own body. And as you're doing that, the rest of it then begins to fall in place. Okay. You mentioned the fear and anger. And there's an interesting passage in the book about that, that they are very, basically what you're saying is they're natural. It's like how you handle them. You don't have to freak out because people get mad and they get angry and they get afraid of things, but you just have to know how to process them. Could you, uh, you know, I need to know how to handle it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, um, what I offer to people where fear is concerned. Because everybody's got fear. Yeah. Because of the, you know, the media. And I've got that little litany in there. Yeah. And I learned that little litany, and I would say it, I would chant it. And, uh, <laughs> and it was so meaningful, and it took the idea of fear and turned it upside down for me. Um, okay, I'll, I'll just quote it. Fear is the mind killer. It is the mm-hmm. little death. I will face my fear. It will pass over me, around me. And through me, and when it is gone, I will remain. In other words, fear is a smokescreen. You go through your fear. And the you you find on the other side is, is better, is stronger. Um, and knows more about... Wh- what that fear was. Anger is very natural. Um, One of the ways that you can handle anger, whenever I get angry is when I clean the house. Um, (laughs) Anger requires the physical body, physical force. So what are you going to do with that? Well, it's a good time to go outside and walk. If you're on a ranch, it's a wonderful time to chop wood. If you're anywhere else in the world, it's a great time to clean your house. 
um, do something constructive with that or get in a car or get in your house and, and just scream. Um, anger demands some kind of physical um, retort. Mm-hmm. So make it practical. Uh, and it'll, it slips. It it just slips right away. Okay. Um, it's amazing how that works. Yes. Uh, I just highlighted a couple of other things because I know we're running short on time. But uh, talk to us a little bit about linear time. I think uh, you know when we're in this third dimension, we see kind of the past and the present and the future on this continuum, and that's not really how it works. And uh, no, it, it, it splits into all kinds time. of dimensions. Yeah, so, there's all kinds of dimensions. Uh, what can the common man, if you will, do to uh, work well, with I, you the know, concept I think, of... Well, what really you know. helps here is to realize that it can happen, that um, you're not going crazy, it's perfectly fine, it's okay, um, that what, you can okay? bend time, okay. and um, uh, dimensions can alter, Um like for instance, I'm in my car, mm-hmm. and um, I have set my goals for being in that car. I know where I'm going. I'm completely aware of everything that's going on around me, and then I enter the car, and I become the car. And when that happens, dimensions change. And all kinds of wonderful things occur. Um, for instance, one of the things that can happen for me, and I don't, I don't, I mean, um, I can traverse uh, what would normally take me 20 minutes drive time. I can do it in eight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not speeding. Wow. You simply enter a different dimension. Uh, that operates in a different way, and you do that by how, feeling. How you, do you do that by opening. You mm-hmm. do that by willingness. Um, I, I, the manual again and again gives you a, lots of ideas of how this can occur, but it all, all of this goes back to knowing yourself. All mm-hmm. of this goes back to that meditative state, that visualization state. That um, that that state of grace. Once you get into a state of grace, uh, it's it's just amazing what happens. Um, for for instance, um, you're you're in this very very busy building. People are going in and out, and um, you're you're trying um, to get out of an elevator. And people are trying to get in the elevator, and and you you bump this one guy who happens to be of a different race, and right away stop, look at him, relax, and say, "Oh, I'm very sorry. Forgive me. I I didn't mean to bump you." So you're changing your tone. Mm-hmm. You're changing your voice. You are in a state of grace. You are honoring him. I have learned to honor food. Mm-hmm. I've learned to honor people. 
I've learned to honor situations. I've learned to be soft. Soft power is let me, let me, far better than hard power. Let me ask you this. If you have a, let's say you have a pathogen in your system by uh, acknowledging it and honoring it and asking it to leave, is that a good way to get something That's out of That's a good system? way to start. Mm-hmm. But I would also follow any type of lead, any type of homeopathic remedy, any type of herb, any type of suggestion, I would, I would consider them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would follow what seems to feel best and work best in my body. Well, uh, let's talk about food, and then I have one last topic, um, because it's a practical thing. We eat every day, and our food supply is under, uh, it's under attack. Uh, you know, <laughs> it it's, sure and, is. It's been weaponized. Um, because you know it's just so difficult for people to eat the eat the right foods. I, I was in the Whole Foods today, and I was looking. I, I was thirsty. I'm like, well, should I get this beverage? And I look at it, and it's one of those so supposedly kind of natural beverages, like 51 grams of sugar. And it's like it's a joke. And sugar out of everything. Yeah, forget I think it. If you, if you can avoid yeah. sugar and carbs that turn into simple carbs that turn into sugar. Uh, it's probably one well, of the best. Well, you do the you best know. you can. Uh, again, I always ask the food what it wants to do, and then we both have fun. So again, I, I've gone into this um, business of honoring, but also studying. There's no way out of that today. You've got to study. You've got to investigate. You've got to look around, and then experiment to see what works uh, the best mm-hmm. for you. I don't eat sugar products at all. That means no dessert. Mm-hmm. I don't have any regrets about that. I like it. I like it very much. I drink only juice, milk, and water. That's it, period, end of story. And I like it that way. I'm able to eat all kinds of food with some exceptions. There's some exceptions that uh, don't work in my body. Um, when I How about when you? I can't. Do you eat meat? I do eat meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, meat for me is fish. Meat for me is a little bit of chicken. Okay. Uh, I will eat uh, red meat once in a while, not very often. Uh, I really like vegetables. I eat a lot of vegetables cooked in different ways, sometimes yeah. salads. Um, and, and, I've, and I enjoy it. I don't have any craving to do this, that, or the other. Um, my husband was a sugar holic, <laughs> and he reached so the point where he didn't eat sugar anymore either. So I started feeding him what he called bird food, <laughs> and he now enjoys it. Yep. So you know, it takes time to. Uh, I mean, with people with diets, they, I think they have to learn how to uh, evolve. You can't just like stop everything. I gave up meat uh, nine years ago, and I got sick when I uh, about three weeks into it. Uh, my body started freaking out, and uh, I knew I had to get through it. But the good news is um, my body was detoxifying, and it's been a yeah. deterrent. I'll never go back to eating meat because my body was telling me, like, we're getting this out now, and uh, you don't want to have to do this again. But, um, well, look you know, where you you're just living. Have to... yeah, look where yeah, you're living in the New yeah. York area. Yeah, in, exactly. In, in that area, I would not eat meat. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. There's too many stressors. Yes, Yes, that's a great point. But, I, you know, I don't live in New York. I live in Charlottesville, Virginia. 
and so th- there's not as many stressors here. Yep. Uh, but when I when I cook meat, it's always an, a um, a big batch of tomato, kind of like a, a tomato soup, and there's there's parsnips in there, and there's rutabaga, mm-hmm. and there's yep. carrots, and there's potatoes, and, and and you know all kinds of good stuff. So I get a little bit of meat and a whole lot of veggies. <laughs> yep, that's great. Um, Last question for you, PMH. Um, you mentioned, uh, and I've been reading a lot and watching a lot of uh, uh, video about this, but other races being on the planet Earth way before what we know as kind of humanoids, uh, wh- who we are right now. And there's been a lot of theories being bandied about, about um, uh, the Ayunaki and, uh, you know, the DNA uh, oh, yeah. between yeah. the uh, apes and people and a lot of, uh, you know, kind of stitching together things and that we are the product of that. What are you, you kind of touch on that in the manual. Uh, that's what, all I do is touch on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a, it's a book uh, in with itself. With the idea, hopefully, of um, th- that people will realize there is more to this than you think. Mm-hmm. And that it could very well be that we came here as immigrants from other planets, under uh, um, uh, other worlds. Uh, just, just look at science, the science of blood types or haplotypes. Um, there is, there is, they all trace back to Africa except one, and that's haplotype X. And, and they cannot, there are very few people have that, but some do. And uh, mostly the Basque people, the Berbers, uh, the, the Royal Algonquin, and some other types that have haplotype X. And, and what they found is that they can't trace the beginnings of haplotype X hmm. to anyone on this planet, ever. It's wow. not planetary. It comes from somewhere else. And this is science. This is just pure science. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, well, There's I think people, we, we, need, we need to get over ourselves that, you know, yeah. the, the story <laughs> might be a lot more interesting if we open up to it. So, yeah, I'm uh, into that. <laughs> well, listen, PMH, your book is, you're fascinating, number one, and your life is fascinating life you're leading. And uh, the book is A Manual for Developing Humans. Could you share with our uh, audience where they can uh, learn more about you and uh, your books? Well, certainly the book is available anywhere and everywhere that books are sold. So you can get it anywhere. Um, My website, again, is www.pmhatwater.com. I produce a free monthly newsletter. Just get on my website and subscribe. There's an archive so you can go back in time um, to previous issues. I'm a very curious person. So I call it the, uh, the newsletter for the curious. Um, and there's every reason to go back to the na- last several issues because, again, science now is getting more far out than Star Trek. Uh, with time crystals, did you realize that time is another form of matter? It's not just an interval between things. Hmm. This is science. 
Also, with the brain, they found that the brain is not three-dimensional. It's 11. (laughs) 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 So, hey, that's just pure science. Fantastic. Well, listen, you're amazing, and I'm so honored that you uh, have graced us once again on Guys Guys Radio, and I... I've got the book in my hand, and I'm, I'm like halfway hey, use it. through. Use I'm definitely it. using it because it's a lot it. of it's a lot of exercises. <laughs> I've already started with the uh, index finger with my thumb breathing. I was walking around the city today like that, and I couldn't believe how quickly it made oh, a difference. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff is pretty stuff simple. It's effective. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's great. So listen, PMH is <laughs> always a delight speaking with you, and I thank you so much for being on Guys Guys Radio. So. Best of luck with the book. I'm so glad uh, it came out of uh, the drawer after 30, 30 years, and uh, we're, you got a you got a success on your hands. So thanks. Yeah, well, thirty nine. I I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Be well. Thanks so much. You too, Robert. Big hugs. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, our special guest once again, PMH Atwater. The book, her new book, A Manual for Developing Humans, and it really is fascinating. Uh, there's so much to it, and there's a lot of exercises, and I'm going to be spending a lot of time with it myself. So I highly uh, recommend it. Um, we're going to take a very quick break, and then I'm going to really fast do the guys, guys guide for this week, and uh, then we'll uh, sign off. So let's take a quick break right now. Okay, we're back. Uh, as I promised, uh, Guys Guys Radio every week, we do a quick Guys Guys Guide, and it usually comes from one of my blog posts uh, where I riff on anything having to do with life, love, and pursuit of happiness through the Guys Guys lens. And uh, last week, we began talking about the 10 questions that guys need to ask themselves before getting married. And uh, just a quick review of those. Am I really ready to be married? What kind of future will I have with this person? Will I be content? not shagging other women for the rest of my life. And believe me, that's a big one. What are her expectations? Do we both want to have kids? And do I like her family? Because you're going to be spending in some form or fashion, you're going to have interface with her family. So if you really don't like them, fasten your seatbelt. So let's do the second five. Here's an easy one. Does she make me laugh? Now, you don't have to have a comedian as, a, as your wife, but you want somebody who appreciates your, appreciates your sense of humor and can make you laugh and who laughs easily. And I think that's important because that means you're having a good time together. So if everything's all serious all the time, yeah, I guess that's good for some people, but I think it's fun uh, and it's a good thing if you can have some laughs together. So if she laughs at your quirks and you can laugh with her at some of the stuff she does and says, and she's clever fantastic it's a real plus plus so think about that um and then ask yourself is this the person do i want to grow old with this person i'm not talking about five years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now it might be you know 30 years plus is this the person i want to spend all that time with because when you're married you will be spending a lot of time together so can you hang with her is she your best friend as well as your 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 lover uh, and hopefully your soulmate, and it's important. Um, does she fight fair? You know, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, they're like an old married couple. They fight and they avoid one another, and yet when they get together, they still make great music. Be like Mick and, Mick and Keith. You're not going to always get along, but you want to know how to come together and find common ground. And when I say fight fair, I mean 
you know, you don't want things to get personal. You don't want to uh, intentionally hurt your partner. Of course, you don't want to go to bed angry. So we all blow up. We all say the wrong thing, but if you can quickly catch yourself and then come back and say, you're sorry, and she can do the same thing. That goes a long way to having a ongoing, uh, successful relationship. So think about that. Um, values. Do you guys share the same values? Now values doesn't mean uh, specifically how much money you have. It's more about how you view money, how you view society, how you view other people, how you view, uh, how you treat other people. Those are the type of values uh, where, where you'd like to live, what's important to you. She might be a city dweller. You might want to live in the country. That stuff's all going to have an impact on your life. So think about, are your values the same or at least similar? Because if they're not, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, and as part of that, of course, are you in sync? It's a dotted line, but financial issues. What are her expectations about money and what are your expectations? Nowadays, obviously, you've got two earners in the family and a lot of marriages. And, and nowadays you've got also a lot of women are the uh, major breadwinners, breadwinners and a lot of guys are home taking care of the kids. Uh, think about that. Is she going to be resentful if, if it turns into that? Is she going to want something like that? Does she not want to work? All important stuff. And does she spend a lot of money and you don't? Does she save and you, you blow the money? You know, money is a key driver in terms of people getting along. Look at it in business. It's always all about the money. And uh, the same thing with marriages, you've got to make sure you're on the same page uh, monetarily too. Now, that's 10. But I did add a bonus question, which I think is the most important question of all. And out of respect, I think you have to ask yourself, if you're a guy, what is in it for her to be marrying you? What do you have to offer this woman based on her expectations and just based on who you are and what you want to bring and can bring to the table? And think about it. Is this a good thing for her? It can't be just about I want, I want, I want. It has to be what can I do to enrich this person's life? If you can get a check mark on all of these 11 questions that I mentioned, then I think you're on your way to having a good shot, having a successful marriage. If if you have more than half of them don't work, I'd reassess the situation. But that's just me. I didn't get married till later in life. Um, but I'm glad I waited. And I married, I believe, the right person. So you know what? It can happen. Just believe in love. Believe in yourself. And most importantly, make room in your heart for a partner. That's our show for the night, this, uh, for this week, folks. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Our special guest is mystery author, author excuse me, Charles Salzberg. He's going to talk about his new book. And as I always like to say when we say goodbye for the week, remember, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>